Hey guys, welcome or welcome back to a deep dive in fictional minds, a character analysis podcast where we discuss different characters and we go deep into their personalities and decisions of why authors did something. Uh, yeah, that was a terrible description of this podcast, but hopefully the description in the bio will be a lot better. Uh, make sure to listen to the first episode. It's basically just an intro, subscribe to the podcast on all platforms, and by all platforms, platforms i mean the instagram handle a deep dive in thick minds podcast which i will put that um the, the name in the description because i am not going to spell it for you now <laughs> uh so as you can tell i have background music and those are puppies yes a round of applause for those this is why this episode is so late i said i was gonna post it three days ago but i never got the chance so here we are making it you know Oh, and also happy late 4th of July. Yeah, it's July 5th today. Um, Yeah, and I'm posting it today, so that's exciting. (sighs) Yeah, and it just kind of got awkward. But you know what? I'm going to keep going because this is what people do. When things get awkward, they keep going. (laughs) It's my personality. I kind of have this awkward kind of personality, and I hope you guys will accept. I really do, so I'm just going to try to be myself and not try to hide anything or fake or anything. And yeah. Hopefully the puppies won't make a lot of noise, but they're kind of chirping and stuff now. So I'm just going to continue on with the podcast. So first, I'm going to start with Nathan Scott from One Tree Hill. But before I can get into him, I have to explain what One Tree Hill is about. And I've tried and trust me, this is like my third time starting this because I've failed on the description every time. So let's hope that this description really nails it. So, So... Basically, what happens is uh, a former star basketball player from a small town uh, fathers two kids. And one, he he chooses to take care of, and he completely abandons the other one. Uh, I think that was a good enough description because obviously more details will come out. I also want to say this is going to be a huge spoiler, (laughs) obviously. Uh, just for the people who didn't know and haven't seen the show and really want to see the show, I encourage you not to listen to this, <laughs> right? We want to get viewers, uh, viewers, listeners, and I am encouraging people not to listen. On that note, let's dive in to Nathan Scott. So first, obviously, it's best to go into his background, which obviously these details aren't listed. These details are listed from like season one, the beginning of of season one, middle, and then maybe some of season from season two, I think. I don't really remember because, you know, that was a long time ago. <laughs> uh, so, uh, basically, Nathan's parents are named Deb and Dan Scott. Dan and Deb Scott. I don't know why I started with Deb, but it's fine. Uh, Deb and Dan Scott. Uh, he's only child, and Dan emotionally abused him, basically. And how he emotionally abused him was basically by pressuring him from a very young age that he had to be best at basketball. Because Dan was so good at basketball, yet the opportunity to play still slipped from his grasp. So he tried to make it so important to instill in his son that basketball everything is about basketball like it doesn't matter what you do or what you're doing or what's happening basketball is important it's the most important thing it should be the most important thing in your life it's how you'll go to college it's how you you want to get into the nba he literally instilled in his brain that the only thing that you can do with your life is basketball and nothing else 
And his mom was never present either, and not because she was like a dead mom, but it was because she was always running her foundation, you know? And that can take a toll on this kid when he's experiencing all this pressure from his dad and all this abuse. I say abuse, and it really was emotional abuse, and he's experiencing all this emotional stuff with his dad, and then his mom just wasn't there to protect him. And because of this, Nathan really never experienced love, and he never actually really saw his parents love each other, which really put a a weight on Nathan's growth when it comes to love. And it actually made Nathan more prone to make immature decisions. And as we see, and I will discuss in actually just a moment, but first I want to talk about how they had a lot of money. And something, this is a contrast to, obviously Lucas is going to have the opposite life of Nathan. Obviously right in the beginning, Lucas is going to have the complete opposite life of Nathan. And something I will say about him, even though I'm going to go into Lucas tomorrow, is Lucas did not, he wasn't like dead broke, but he wasn't rich. But Nathan, he had a lot of money. Maybe he wasn't like, I'm a private school rich, but he was rich enough that, hey, he was living pretty cozy. And he was basically an only child, you know. He he was basically an only child because his dad abandoned Lucas and he didn't have any other siblings. So he kind of got that, you know, that only child in a way since because they had money, that royal treatment, though, you know, there is the emotional abuse and all that pressure and all that could like slip away, you know. Nathan felt that his dad only loved him. He only felt the real praise when he did good in basketball. And obviously that will do something to you. And I guess love is a big theme in here for Nathan's story, at least. I mean, for the whole thing. But Nathan doesn't learns to love. He learns how to love and love how to love properly. And I said I'd come back to it. But I'm still going to kind of push that to the side. Because we still have a bit to talk about before we get really into that. Now, let's go over to the first episode of the pilot the beginning the start now nathan is really at his worst in the first couple episodes like i think one through i think five is when he's really at his worst um and he's like absolutely despicable and only because his dad is making him feel like oh hey well it's okay there's many things there's the embarrassment of having your dad father somebody else you know father somebody else with a different woman and have this kid be a total like failure quote-unquote failure and then there's also the pressure of okay he's going to steal my spot on the basketball team and I can't have that happen because I need to go pro and if he takes my spot I can't do that you know I'm not going to be the only Scott on the court you know there's just all that like um that those feelings and a lot of that feeling is built up because his dad makes him feel like that his dad pushes them and he manipulates him and he feeds him all of this information and really everybody is just kind of dan scott's pawn and nathan is his biggest pawn especially against lucas you know and also not only against lucas but also against karen as if it's karen's fault and karen is lucas's mom uh, as if it's karen's fault that Lucas exists, which it kind of is, but <laughs> it takes two to tango. Um, also, we have uh, Nathan sees oh, uh, Nathan is dating Peyton, which obviously is a big thing because Lucas and um, Peyton. Well, Lucas 
has his eyes on Peyton, you know, he sees her as a prize, kind of, he's like, oh, well, she's a hot thing, you know, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that, but you know, you know what I'm saying, like, he has this crush on Peyton, and Nathan is with Peyton, and their love is kind of not really love, and as I said before, Nathan doesn't know how to love, really, so it's kind of just this, like, you know, he kind of just uses her for sex, because he don't know how to um, love at all, like, literally knows nothing about love um and like I said before the only true love Nathan's ever felt is his dad's encouragement in basketball which is obviously bad uh yeah so then we get into the second ep- uh, we get into like the next few episodes and Nathan is trying to do everything he can to get Lucas to quit the team now if all everything he does fails, he obviously has a backup plan. And let's talk about some of the things he did to Nathan. Uh, to Nathan. To Lucas. He did to Lucas. Some things Nathan did to Lucas to try to get him quit. Uh, I believe he put water in his locker. He stole all his clothes. And Nathan, uh, Lucas, only had a, was only able to cover up the basketball, which is obviously humiliating. He destroyed the river court, which is the place where Lucas grew up playing basketball. He literally did everything he could to make Lucas quit, but Lucas did not quit. So, his plan B was to hook up with Haley James. Um, was to hook up with the Haley James, which is Lucas's best friend since they were, like, little kids. So, he really tries to mess with Lucas. He really does, like, extremely bad. You know, it takes a lot to say, oh, I'm going to you know, sleep with your best friend so I can, so I can, so you quit the team. I'm going to go through all day. I don't care who gets hurt, you know? So he enlists this, so he tries to get her to tutor him. Obviously, she's going to be like, uh, no, I'm sorry, but you just did all these mean things. You're doing all these mean things to my best friend, and it'd be really wrong to go behind my best friend's back and tutor you, you know? Like, she's really professional, and she's like, no, I'm not going to tutor you. Uh, however, Karen convinces her that she should tutor him, even though she doesn't really know if she's talking about Nathan. But, you know, Haley's like, oh, there's this bad guy at school I don't want to tutor. And she's like, well, if he's going for you to tutor, he's obviously going to you because he wants to change. And obviously, that's not the case. He just wants to use her. But there is truth to what Nathan is saying. Nathan really did need a tutor. Like, he wasn't lying about that. He really did suck at school I mean he failed every test that's how he convinced her I mean he showed her a test he failed and he really did fail you can tell by the look of anguish on his face when you see that um when he gets his test grade back so he really like he really needs a tutor he wasn't lying about that but he is just using that as an excuse to get close to Haley so he can break Lucas um yeah so what he did not expect was to fall in love with Haley and that is the best thing that happened to Nathan because when he falls for Haley he finally understands love and the thing I love most about the Nathan Nathan is that he grow like his dynamic he grows throughout all the season like when he meets Haley it's he's like okay well what I'm doing is kind of wrong you know I have no reason to do this I shouldn't do this I'm better than this, you know, and something, everything that Nathan does wrong, and he does a lot wrong, he is very good at redemption, like, he has this big redemption thing going for him, you know, he's very good at redeeming himself 
for every bad thing he does. I can't say the same for Lucas. Lucas does... The thing I hate about Lucas is he's the protagonist. Everybody loves Lucas. But then you don't realize that Lucas does so many bad things, yet he doesn't really redeem himself for it. Which obviously is a big problem i mean like if you're not going to redeem yourself then what's the point and not only doesn't he redeem himself when other people make the same decisions he did he judges him for it and it's like dude you literally did the same thing you did worse it's like when he cheated on brooke and um and was like had a whole makeout session with peyton you know it's not okay and he doesn't really do anything to redeem himself for it you know and he does and he cheats on her again he literally cheats on her twice and somehow he's the favorite Sorry, I just went on a little Lucas rant, which I didn't expect to do until later, <laughs> until uh, the, when we talk about Lucas, but it's fine. No, it's fine. I have my beef with Lucas, but at the end of the day, they're just TV show characters. Anyways, Beth and Nathan and Haley, uh, I was talking about their epic romance, epic love story. Marry me, Juliet, you'll never have to be alone. I love you and all i really know sorry i'm a taylor of sand that can't sing <laughs> but um they had this kind of epic love story and so they go to this party and well it's nathan's parents party and they go to this party and then nathan um Haley had written nathan the snow and brooke finds it and she exposes it brooke is um as uh, Lucas is at the time it, she is kind of this what they call slutty I don't believe in sluts sluts don't exist a girl literally just has fun that's it like literally they I hate I shouldn't have said slutty I don't agree with the word slutty at all but she is this uh, character free kind of free spirit character who is just kind of like the comedic relief but she's also very inspiring and I love Brooke I really do love Brooke um Anyway, so she's kind of kind of bad, not bad, but she kind of does some questionable things in season one. And one of the things she does is she reads this note out loud because she's mad um, because she really likes Lucas, but Peyton and Lucas were flirting. So she reads this note, and so she tries to make everybody's lives miserable, and she reads the note that Haley gave to Nathan. And then Haley's like, why would you show, like, it's mad, and because she's like, why would he show her that? You know, like, I thought we had something, I thought we had a bond. And then Nathan does everything he can to redeem himself. Brooke even feels bad, so she sets up a dream, like, scavenger hunt date. And it goes almost perfectly, except for at the end of the date when they're eating dinner, one of Nathan's friends walks up and he's like, hey, you know, oh, are you guys two dating? You know, the nerdy tutor girl and star jock basketball players he's like are you guys dating or this looks like a date to me and he's like oh no no this is definitely not a date you know this is my tutor we're just hanging out you know and Haley's kind of offended because she's like uh huh, this is a date actually so like why are you saying this and you know and then that leads to uh later in the episode like the end of the episode and we have our first Naley kiss which is the ship name of nathan and Haley. oh my god i just love one tree hill so much and they, it's literally like Nathan is just so lovely and I love Nathan. Um, and he goes through so much character growth and development. Um, but let's talk about the impulsive. Like I said, Nathan doesn't know how to love until he meets Haley. But also when he first gets this love, it feels so strong and powerful. And like he says at the end of season one, he's never felt something so strong before. 
which causes him to make a impulsive decision. And that impulsive decision is to marry Haley at 16 years old. And Haley, she is not one to make impulsive decisions. So the fact that she went along with it is crazy, you know? And that means they probably, they were truly in love. Yet, it's still kind of an impulsive decision to marry somebody you've only been together with for like, what, three, four months, five months, six months? You know, it wasn't long. (laughs) They weren't together long before they decided to get married. So this sense of love and security, um, throughout all season one, he gets emancipated from his parents because he realizes how such a dick Dan is. He goes, uh, he realizes how such a, yeah, like I said, dick Dan is, um, Deb. His mom isn't much better than Dan, really. She really isn't. Um, she's a better character, but she isn't a better mother. I don't know how to describe that. She, her character, she's a good character. Her character is, uh, is a nice character, loving character, but she isn't of the best mother, and she doesn't really know how to express her love to Nathan, which causes Nathan to be pushed away, obviously more towards a negative feeling towards his parents, and more in, towards Haley. Um, also, basketball. He has this conflicted feeling with basketball. He doesn't love basketball as much anymore when he realizes, okay, uh, because there is this episode where he takes amphetamine to be be the best we can beat his dad's scoring record at the school. And it's so sad because amphetamine, like, it, like, not, and it makes him realize that basketball is not worth it. It isn't worth his life and it isn't something he doesn't even know that he wanted to play. Eventually, though, he did start playing again because he wanted to show that he was not going to be controlled by his dad. And And that's where we're going to stop today. We're going to take a pause. uh, And uh, the next episode will probably be posted in a couple, next couple days, maybe next week. I don't know when. I'll have a schedule soon enough. Please subscribe uh, to the podcast wherever you listen. Also, make sure to follow the Instagram, which is in the bio. Uh, Peace out and have a good rest of the day. Hope you had a great 4th of July. Peace out.